It's 11.02 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the Duke of Pipso Super Bowl headquarters, outside the Target at 3471 West Century Boulevard in Ingleside, California, I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. And now, Matt, could you pick me up something from the Starbucks at the front of the store? Yes, I... As you know, Martin, I'm always here to support you, uh, especially when we have such a big show, especially when we're on location. Um, lots of other media here. So uh, we've been, you know, working hard, getting set up, right? Oh, big um, time. Yeah, you've been drinking so much coffee. And um, I'm, you know, happy to buy you as much as you need. It's, and I want espresso this time, not coffee. Okay. I mean, you know what they say, you can put mustard on cat food, but it's still not cotton candy. Yes, I do know that. Um, thanks to you. Yeah. Well, Martin, uh, it, w- it would be, we would be remiss to start the show after last week without pointing out that even at the Super Bowl, one of the world's great media events, uh, we have spotted the Gravy Blazer. Which is amazing because, as you know, the NFL has historically always made the right move, and I'm just surprised that it would be around. I know. Um, But I guess, you know, it's just a reminder that, you know, uh, the gravy blazer really is uh, in places you don't expect. Um, Now, uh, I happened to spot uh, the gravy blazer moving through the crowd yesterday, Martin, Um, And you know who it was wearing it? I have no idea. John Elway, who is uh, the chairman or president of football operations for the Denver Broncos, a a Super Bowl winner, MVP, he's an NFL Hall of Famer, college football Hall of Famer. I thought he just shared the name with the quarterback. He was the quarterback also. Yep. Yes. Huh. It, it it's it's the same guy, um, and so uh, and you know he played at Stanford. He had a big career. Uh, one thing that I think is funny is he was the quarterback in the game where um, it was they were playing Cal, and on the last play of the game, Cal had like the four or five lateral play where they ended up throwing a touchdown to the guy in the end zone when the band was there. Oh, right. That's yeah. a famous. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Oh. So, but why was he wearing the gravy jacket? Well, you might have heard about Brian Flores. Mean the gravy blazer. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. You know Brian Flores, the recently fired coach of the Dolphins, has sued the NFL. I did know that. And uh, one of the teams that he sued is suing as the Broncos. Now, just a quick, quick, quickly, I want to let you know that what his accusations basically say about the Broncos is that they, their interview of, of him was a sham. In other words, you know, they Not had no real. intention of hiring him. They just wanted to say that they interviewed a black guy. Uh, there's the, the Rooney rule, which uh, we know requires teams to interview a certain 
number of uh, minority coaching candidates when they are doing their head coaching search. I think it was invented by Mickey Rooney. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, Um, I mean, as far as I know. uh, An interesting thing to know is that until today, uh, well, until, sorry, last week, um, there was only one black head coach in the NFL, and he's the coach of the team owned by Mickey Rooney, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, that rule, you know, certainly worked well for the the Steelers and the Mickey Rooney's team. But um, now... If you like Mickey Rooney, check out Breakfast at Tiffany's and you'll never like him again. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, anyway, so Elway responds to the complaint, which says that essentially Elway and this other guy showed up to the meeting an hour late, the interview, that they were obviously hungover. They looked completely disheveled, and it was obvious that they had been drinking heavily the night before. And at any rate, um, to make a long story short, uh, Brian Flores is saying, you know, I'm tired of this. This is an example of, of how this racist uh, system works. And, you know, I, I'm, I, want, I want it to change. So why would he do this? I don't know, you know, presumably because it's true, there would be very few reasons I could think of why he would make these accusations and just make them completely up. Well, Uh, there's a sidecar to your story that is remarkably similar. So I guess Bill Belichick text messaged him um, because he heard that Brian was getting the New York Giants coaching job, but it was a different Brian and Brian Flores had not been interviewed by them yet at all. Right. So I guess at that point he knew that the giants job was also a sham. So there's plenty of, there's plenty of evidence in this complaint, but let's remember, you know, this is not a big, this is not, no one's going to jail. This is a civil suit. Brian Flores has to prove a preponderance of the evidence which in the, in court in a civil suit means fifty one percent. But well, flip, what about what if it was fifty point one percent? But the flip side is that all the defense or whatever has to prove is fifty one percent that he didn't. So this is not like some kind of slam dunk. Oh, he's going for the money because of course that's the first thing people start saying. But anyway, so. Here's John Elway, a very accomplished football player, a leader in the NFL of whom there are very few, at the very top of his uh, athletically and as a as a executive, he's won Super Bowls at doing both. The Broncos franchise is, you know, a premier one. And so this so John Elway, you know, decides. Well, I know what to do. I'm going to put on the. I'm going to put my gravy blazer on, and I'm going to issue a statement in which I do nothing but accuse Brian Flores of lying, and in the in the extra uh, scoop of gravy that he pours on it, he also points out that um, in the great racist tropes uh, throughout American history, that somehow Brian Flores doesn't understand the. 
character, integrity, and professionalism that um, that John Elway has and that is being attacked by Coach Flores. And he sounds like an idiot, first of all, because he makes it comp- he makes it totally personal. He also, at the same time, has to pretend that he actually thought this guy was one of the best coaches that he could have possibly imagined interviewing at the time to run his football team. And he just does nothing but it's it's a lawyered up statement where they were like, John, just don't say anything. Don't say anything. Let it go away. And no, Elway is, you know, got his fee-fees hurt. And he had to go out and accuse Brian Flores his, of being a liar. What are his fee-fees? His feelings. But oh. in, he he calls them his fee-fees because, you know, it's when he's crying and sobbing, it's easy to say fee-fee instead of the L. It's that makes hard sense. To say. That yeah. makes sense. Um, so just a side note, I was looking up a different John Elway story because I was going to chime in. And in this picture, he easily could look hungover like he stayed all the night. <laughs> Maybe that just is what he looks like all the time. It, like it, his neck and chin sort of look like a prune. <laughs> I'll put he, it on the Twitter account. He had been accused over the years of having a drinking problem. That's not to say, you know, it's that's Brian Flores is not accusing him of having a drinking problem. That's the point. That's he's saying there's a problem with the racial, uh, you know, culture in the NFL culture. It's a racist culture. And these are examples. And Elway, instead of being all he had to do was say, you know, we thought so highly of this guy. We wanted to hire him. We were going to hire him. But the fact of the matter is, he just wasn't good enough. Vic Fangio was better, and we hired him. But you know what? We still think enough of him that we're not going to let this, this stand, and we support him. That They, they could have just said that and you know let it go, but of course they didn't. They attacked him, accused him of being a liar, and said that he didn't understand what it's like to be a professional with integrity and character. So, Well, I don't want to pile on John Elway. I would love to pile on him. So this is just a story. Maybe he just isn't very smart. So when he retired in 1998, they really wanted to keep him around as the team, even though he was retiring. So they said they would sell him 20% of the team for $36 million. Okay? Yep. So now they're actually selling the Broncos. And his 20% share, which he said no to, would Wait, now can be I worth- guess? Can I guess? Yeah. $200 million. Not You're not even close. <laughs> okay. All right. It's Good $750 million. <laughs> right. Right. Well, so you know, good point. You know, it's it's certainly seems like everything you said is true, but it also seems John Elway isn't real sharp. Well, he's wearing the gravy blazer around. Either uh, way, I saw him. A lot of other people did too, and you know, just you you did it to yourself. That's all I have well, to say. I want to chime in here too. I'm surprised that John Elway. Honestly, could even get it. There, obviously, he must have gotten a, you know, special custom one or something. Because I've seen it. I was over at Chili's Two 
in gate three over at O'Hare. I just yep. go there for lunch and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of people passing through. It's a big airport. So I've seen Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Uh, and he goes through O'Hare every once in a while. And every time I see him, he's wearing the gravy blazer. Well, I'm not it surprised. seems like he has no other jacket or outfit to wear. He may not. So did a little did a little bit of digging on him. He had quite an interesting background. Um, we're just going to skip to the criticism and controversies, which, believe it or not, there have been several. Yeah. Uh, in May 1913, he said, we'll never change the name of the Redskins. It's 2013. Although yes. if he could have said it in 1913, he would have, but yes. I think he said it in both years. Right. He said, it's that simple, never right. you can use caps. <laughs> but it turns out that a lot of people, sponsors and stuff, they weren't going to give the Redskins money, and they were going to pull all of their merchandise from their stores. So he decided to retire the name. So that's one, that's one thing. Um, and actually this might be a good book just to check out. It's written by Dave McKenna or no, it's, it's a lengthy article, but anyway, Dave McKenna, it's called the cranky Redskins fans guide to Dan Snyder. Mm. And Dan Snyder threatened a lawsuit in January 2011 that demanded that they fire him. And apparently he defaced the picture of Dan Snyder and put devil's horns and a beard on him. <laughs> but maybe that just is really what he looks like. Right. I don't know. I've, I, I've seen him at the airport, but it just is in passing. Yeah. And I'm mainly looking at his jacket, the right. blazer. So... Well, let's not forget that Dan Snyder also started a nonprofit uh, a few years ago when he was really digging in to try to save the name. He started a nonprofit and hired American Indians who said that they supported the name. And then they went around and donated like playgrounds and stuff to um, different like com poor communities, of which almost all the communities on the reservations and the United States are all below the poverty line. They donated like we'll playground equipment that. and stuff like that. And, um, you know, because, you know, he just wants to give back to his, to his people as owner of the Washington, well, you'll the, like this the Washington next, commandos or whatever. you like this criticism. As you know, you know, the native Americans are really into the environment. So in 2004, Dan Snyder brokered a deal with the National Park Service to remove old growth trees from 200 feet of national parkland behind his home. He wanted to get a better view of the Potomac, and it raised the value of his house somewhere between half a million and a million dollars. Um, turns out, though, it really wasn't up to snuff. He was fined. A hundred dollars. Oh. 
So I think he probably learned his lesson. What do you and think a hundred dollars means to someone like him? Does it? It means nothing. Does it mean? Is it what? Which would he rather put in his pocket? A piece of dirty toilet paper or a hundred dollars? It's it, it, there's no difference probably. The toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's he's, kink, he's kinky like that. Yeah, there's a name for it, but that's for a different podcast. Okay. You'll be happy to know that the National Park Service ranger that investigated the complaints about his clear-cutting was transferred multiple times uh, because of Snyder harassment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I mean... So, he's no longer a ranger, either. So, that's cool. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... That's cool. I'm sure I'm um, sure he I'm sure he was he felt good about ending his career because of Dan Snyder. And then this one is a little bit under the radar, but apparently the National Football Team and the Redskins had some workplace culture conflicts with over 40 women who are former employees of the organization. Um and I guess Lewd videos were made. Um, we don't really have to get into all the details, but it, it really makes you wonder, I guess, a couple of things here, Matt. One, and I'm going to build up to the big question, why is he still allowed in the NFL? Two, do we love football so much that we can't just constantly talk about what an idiot he is until he has to be removed? And then if you pile on all of the real damage that the NFL has done to players, fans, workers, minorities, um, Native Americans, we're probably leaving off people on the list. (laughs) The National Park Service. The National Park Service. um, Why do we even continue to support it? without even thinking twice about it. And this is coming from someone who owns season tickets to the Bears. Well, so this is a this is a many this is there are I live in the Washington Commanders market and I don't know anyone I don't know anyone here that likes Dan Snyder. I don't know anyone that doesn't actively hate Dan Snyder. Now they like their team, which we can we can understand that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. But it's like with Flor, like with Brian Flores. So he make he files his lawsuit, and the NFL immediately says that the lawsuit is without merit, and they issue a statement saying that the hiring of black coaches is not like the system is not working, and it needs to be reviewed. So they they do the same thing. They 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 put the heat on Snyder, let him know that you know what he's doing isn't okay, and every single owner in the NFL supports him because if he can get away with it, then they can too, and they know they're not nearly as dumb as him. So just like with certain other morons that we've seen in popular culture lately. 
they let the bit let the big moron take all the bad publicity while they skate on by you know uh you know, hustling and making money off of everybody and getting to run things exactly like they want and letting the moron take the the blame. That's my analysis. I guess my, my question is, eventually, will people come to realize that it's a really dangerous sport that permanently damages everyone that plays who will then not be allowed to coach and they treat women badly? Will people be like, ah, let's move on to ultimate fighting or whatever? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I was going to say, well, what, <laughs> what are the leagues where those things don't happen? Uh, well, and unfortunately, they're, let they're... me give you an example. Okay. Like Marge Schott was forced out of Major League Baseball. True. Dan yes. Snyder is probably worse than Marge Schott. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. So I'm not saying baseball is anything to, to be like held up on a higher standard there. Well, it, it is pretty bad. Well, but it should be. But you're right. Uh, no, it's uh, it, it's it's a great example of everybody making so much money that they just uh, they just close their eyes and pretend it's not happening for a few weeks, and then everybody just keeps cashing their checks, I well, guess. The let's move on. The topic of our show, and we have about two minutes here. This is uh, episode 86, the Duke of Pipso Super Bowl primer. And before we get into that, Matt, I wanted to ask you a question. So I've been doing something a little bit different in my approach in this podcast, and I can't believe you haven't noticed yet. It's crazy. Okay, okay you, you have aren't you noticed coughing? Anything? Well, I'm not coughing, but no, that's not it. Um, I don't know. You ask more questions? No, no. That mainly is just to make myself look like I'm interested. Oh, okay. But, but I'll just let you know, and I really... So every time you said something, and you didn't comment on this at all, I've made really exaggerated facial motions. Huh. Like super exaggerated. You I can't have? believe. Yeah. Yeah. What? I know. I, I haven't a... noticed that. Oh, my God. You see, you, could, you <laughs> haven't been doing it because you can hear it. Now, when I was... Brief, you know, are you calling me a liar? Uh, have you ever tried? Okay, listen to this. Here's the difference: when you're talking to someone on the phone, you smile. Can you can you tell the difference now, Martin? Because I'm smiling. And have you ever no, noticed being... that if you have you ever noticed that if you smile, that it, people use they like the way you sound better? You're being even more condescending than normal. I'm not. I actually was given that piece of feedback one time by a person I worked with, and I almost punched him in the face. Now but, you know how I feel right now. Right. So, well, I'm glad so you, you didn't did notice. that. I no, I didn't, but I'm glad it 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 had a big effect, just as, as you intended. Good, good. I'm pretty sure mm. our audience will notice right away. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead, because we need to make a prediction, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb, and I hope that the audience is with me here, or at least accepts my going out on a limb this far, but I'm going to say that the team that spends the most money is going to win the Super Bowl, which is to say that the Los Angeles Rams of of Anaheim or whatever they are, are going to win uh, the Super Bowl. Wow. Well, I just hope, you know, everybody has a great time and no one gets hurt. And I wanted to bring this up. So Cincinnati wanted to show the Super Bowl at their stadium since tickets are $9,000 for the worst seats and it's in California. Yes. And the NFL is not allowing them. Yeah, I'm sure they aren't. So sure they that's aren't. cool. Yeah. Yep, that is really cool. Yeah. So, um, so but is that who you're predicting is going to win? I didn't know we were going to do predictions. I thought this was just a primer. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you're right. I, All right. The well, sports whatever. machine, I got to reboot it. That takes several days. I think we've primed the pump. Quite a bit here. Oh, it's it's ready it's to ready blow. to to shoot. It's ready to spew things into every direction. Um. So before we move on to Haraz and Hazaz, we just would love to thank everybody out here in Southern California. Target's been great to us. Yep. They did say we had to be outside. We couldn't go in the store, which is um, cool because the weather's perfect. Yeah, and it sort of, Target's always sort of smells like old popcorn. Yeah. So and, you don't want to, that's just gross. And coffee. Yeah. 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 It, really know. expensive coffee. Um, well, so. Don't uh, complain about the coffee, Matt. Someday you'll be old and weak, too. Hi-yo. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. You got um, that out of the, the uh, like old timers joke book. Yeah, you got that me. You got that for me for last Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really paid off. Um, so great. Let's move on to hurrahs and huzzahs. Okay. Um, so my hurrah this week goes to Queen Elizabeth. Oh, she's celebrating her triple pepperoni jubilee this year. She's been Queen of England for three centuries, so she can do whatever she wants now. Um, as you know, Prince Charles is with some sort some lady now, and Queen Elizabeth said she can be called the Queen Consort. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but she's the Queen, and what she says goes, even though Princess Diana is the world's princess... She was killed by the media, and shout out to the die guys. You know who you are. She'll be the real queen of England forever, but hurrah to you, Queen Elizabeth. Wow. Did you know that, um, only, that the, only a queen can be consort? Not the, You notice that her husband was not a king consort, because there is no such thing. Well, because then that. you'd just be the king. No. No, no one... Look, if there was a king consort and a queen, you'd go to the king to like work stuff out. Right. 
Yeah, that's why. Right. So it's, you know, so you're just, you're all into that weird. You're the one that always wants to talk about British stuff, by the way. But anyway. Look, I, I embrace Princess Diana now and forever and in the past. Okay. Okay. Good. I guess you're not one of the die guys. I'm, you won't get a t-shirt. Okay. Well, I'm not, I can't be bribed by every, every single thing you want me to agree with. Yeah, sorry you hate t-shirts. Okay, well, I do. A lot of our fans like t-shirts. Well, I want to give a huzzah this week to, um, in keeping with the theme of our show today, uh, with to the McCaskey family, the owner of the Chicago Bears, um, with all this, uh, you know, uh, flap about hiring and everything, uh, they do seem to have handled themselves, at least on paper, this time in a way uh, a little bit more, uh, at least looks better on paper, that they had more people of color involved and of different genders involved in the process. Um, they, of course, did end up just hiring a white man with no experience, Um but let's remember that this is the same team of all the other dumb things that they did. Uh, now the second black coach in the NFL is none other than Lovey Smith in Houston. And uh, let's not forget that the Bears fired Lovey Smith after he went 10-6, and six, uh, had a record of 81-63 and 63 with a Super Bowl appearance in it. After they fired... Lovey Smith, they went 61 and 84, so they had the exact opposite record. They had one winning season during that time, and they've had four, they're on their fourth coach. And this new coach, uh, whatever, Eberflus, Abraham, one of the, one of the headlines in the Chicago media was, Eberflus will bring Levy Smith principles to Bears. So why oh. didn't they just hire Levy Smith again? Hmm. I wonder why. But anyway. Well, um, let me chime in here. Levy Smith has sort of become the rich renteria of NFL and college football coaches. Uh-huh. So he was hired at Illinois, which is basically an impossible job now to win at and then they fired him and they're still bad so it's not really rich renteria because if if he was at illinois the next coach would like win the big 10 um but houston is also an impossible job because you don't know what's going to happen with their quarterback they have no quarterback but he has to be on the team and their team is just terrible, and they purposely traded everybody away. So he'll be there for a couple of years, just enough to like get paid money to lose, and then they'll fire him. Then they'll win the Super Bowl. Okay. You heard it here first. What's that got to do with my huzzah? You're just co-opting my huzzah was- into, for your own point that you're trying to make. I was making an analogy. I thought for once I could go off script. Okay. Well, anyway, I, that's, you heard it. This is the first time anyone on the show has made a huzzah and then had it 
taken away from them and used for some other purpose, but okay, it's cool. Okay, well, I'll just say what's ever on the teleprompter. Okay, Man, well, I don't have no a teleprompter. But anyway, I think it's time for us to close down the, the uh, satellite uplink here. Uh, it's costing us money, uh, quite a bit of it. So uh, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to all our listeners. Um, we look forward to uh, the Super Bowl this weekend, and we hope you have a great week, everybody. Hope you learned a lot. See you next time. Bye.